0: Now, let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah.
1: Rock, man. Hell yeah. It's Brady Quinn's workout music. Yeah. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Throw it. Labarre. Stretch it. Rock. (laughs) Brady Quinn. Hamstring. Touch your toes. Uh, <laughs> rock. It back. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, rock. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Bert. All right, uh, that, well, that was a, that was a close call. I'm Pretty uh, certain that almost got over the air. Oh. Uh, but uh, we are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern, six o'clock Pacific, right well, they here on FSR. Take Berto
0: off or all of us off if we if they hurt like. A tenth no. of what Berto. You says. go,
1: we go. One one person goes go together? yeah. You go, we go. That's how this works. Uh, I'm gonna be saying
0: it's like backdraft. I, 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 I really hate to see this end this way for y'all. That's not. <laughs> sorry, sorry that this ended this way. I, yeah. yeah. All right. Just, Just being honest right there, you know. you know. I'd be watching y'all walk out like, oh man, you know. <laughs> let's go to a break. Um, <laughs> make sure Jonas and Berto and Lee get get out to their car safely.
1: Do you think they would have security escort us out? Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Not for. I think they'd be worried about Roberto, especially some of the 100%.
0: stories.
1: 100%. Some of the stories he's told on the air about his time at Dodger Stadium and his heavy drinking days. Uh,
0: they'd be like, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, you know, get uh, full security in here to get him out of the Berto, building. have you ever had a serious like altercation at one of the games where you were being a fan <laughs> and you had to defend yourself many times
1: who are you talking to many yeah.
0: times <laughs> give me one give me one good one that doesn't incriminate you uh yeah i can't do that <laughs> okay there we go all right well here we go all right uh, i know well, i did, I did kick out, kick,
1: kicked out of Dodger stadium one time uh i was in Stadium pavilion i got kicked out I ended up ended up on ended up in field level so that was an upgrade so you got kicked out but Hold you on. ended up on the field level. Yeah, cuz that's how security was back th- back then. Hold on a second. How the hell did you get from the like that's a completely different part of the stadium. Yeah. It's a, like it almost isn't even part of the stadium. So you migrated. Tricks.
0: You migrated is what yeah. you. Did. <laughs> oh My god.
1: Okay. That is uh that's unbelievable. Back uh, in the day, if you smoked cigarettes, it would like like mark your ticket in the back and my my buddy like figured out how the guy's signature was, so he like just copied it and we did it standing by there like yeah we're just smoking cigarettes here <laughs> by the way the smoking section at dodger stadium was literally like a four by eight box yeah and everybody <laughs> just huddled around before covid <laughs> and just had heaters in their mouths uh, like they didn't even it was just so weird man
0: <sighs> yeah but there's nothing sexy about cigarettes man never had one uh, me neither you've never
2: smoked a cigarette never hey not brady one. Well, one of us, man. Like we yeah. didn't think there were many of those left. Never we haven't ever. either, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll still never forget when I. I remember I was out in Scottsdale, I think we we're out at a bar, or a club, or whatever. I was with my buddy, and I couldn't find him looking around. You know, the bar's closing, and I walk outside. He is smoking a cigarette like a champ. <laughs> I mean, it was one of those things where you looked at him, you're like, I, I mean, and ever <laughs> since he moved to my hometown, we were like inseparable, best man at my wedding, all that. He's smoking this cig, and I'm like, I've never known that you smoked <laughs> ever. Like you've never. We tell each other everything, man. Like we both know, like where the bodies are buried. And I was like, it looks like you've been doing this your whole damn life. And he just kind of looked at me and nodded, gave me a wink, and he's just talking to some chick. He pulled the cigarette <laughs> off of him, and I'm like, what the hell is this, man? But yeah, I, I just, I've never wanted to ever try. Me never neither. been neither. Never yeah, been a feel.
0: Not my uh, not my thing. Yeah, um, pretty gross. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. not trying to judge y'all who smoke, but hey. you should stop. Yeah. And it's I'm not <laughs> judging you, but you should stop.
1: Yeah. 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 But I mean, if you're gonna uh, do it, it isn't it cool to put it out on the bottom of your shoe? It's like a better look. You know uh, what I, mean? I,
0: I I would think lighting your your match on your pants like Clint Eastwood used to do. I'm that's a, a big Clint Eastwood fan. <laughs> what are you fan? laughing at, Lamar? I'm
1: a big Clint Eastwood What are you laughing at, Lamar?
0: fistful of dollars. Yeah. A
1: little, yeah. Uh, a little, uh, yeah. A little hide-and-go-seek a on uh, TV, more. too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, here we go. Oh, wow. <laughs> My God. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a movie that couldn't be made today. Uh, all right, it is uh, Two no. Pros and a Cup of Joe here at Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, it's Brady Quinn, it's Jonas Knox. Uh, and uh, we've got ourselves uh, the coaching carousel in the NFL that is heating up. So he- here's how this works. This is a new rule this year starting today to where teams can interview Candidates on other teams and and get in get an early start on this whole thing. So if they want to move on from a coach, they can already have discussions with other assistant coaches around the league. So the Jaguars um, are probably you know going to be reaching out to some uh, some coaches and some assistants are going to be having discussions uh, with these other guys. And there's been some rumblings that uh, there could be some other coaches that are on the hot seat that uh, teams may also want to be having conversations with assistants to try and fill the void. Uh, one of those. Uh, we've heard this before is Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears uh the report out this weekend was if things go bad enough for them in Seattle that the Bears could make a change Monday, meaning yesterday, to try and get a head start on their coaching search. Uh, Well, as it turned out, the Bears rallied, uh, won a game on the road at Seattle. And then Matt Nagy was asked about some of the rumors again. Not the first time this season he's had to answer these questions. And he was asked by the media, here's his response and the expectation on where he stands with the organization throughout the rest of the year.
2: We stay on the same path as far as the communication that, that we have with George, Ted, Ryan, and myself. Nothing's changed there. And every year you're always aware of the situation of your team and players, coaches, all of that stuff. And we're continuing to to move forward this week and prepare for the Giants. And I and we all owe that to each other for today and for this week with the Giants and finishing out this week on a high note, trying to get a win and then doing it again in the final game of the season. So nothing has changed as far as communication that way.
0: Yeah, Um. he's out of there. Okay. It's over.
2: It's over, Johnny.
1: Uh, By the way, do you think he already knows, Brady, that he's out of there? Or or would he even uh, still be in the building if he was uh, already given the clue that he was going to be gone?
2: I I think he's got an idea. I I I honestly don't think many of these coaches are in the dark. I I I know one NFL coach who... Literally, I think it was the, uh, the owner, he texted him after the game and just says, hey, uh, why don't you just come down and meet the coach's office quick so we can get this over with. Like, he knew it was coming as soon as their final <laughs> game of the season hit. And it was like that quick of a conversation. Like both really? sides. Of it, just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this stuff isn't a, a well-kept secret. Uh, no one keeps secrets anymore. It's just, it's hard to in this, this day and age. Uh, I do think it's interesting, though, the idea that, you're getting the jump on other teams who want to make this decision maybe by a couple of weeks. Does that provide you that much of an advantage? I mean, if, if I'm a highly coveted or potential head coaching candidate, a highly coveted one, am, am I just like jumping at the first opportunity that I'm given? Or am I going to be more patient to say, Let, let's see what other opportunities come from this. Like, I don't know that in the NFL, it, it really plays to an advantage to To wait. Well, or to even start though. Mm. Know, like what's the point of starting at this point? So you got a couple extra week head start? I mean look, I don't know. Again, I've never been through a head coaching search. You know, I've never owned a team. I couldn't tell you if that I'm just I'm I'm looking at more saying if I if I was a potential candidate, I don't know that I'm rushing to go be the next head coach of one of these thirty two NFL teams without knowing what other opportunities are going to be there at the end of the season. So they can make whatever decision they want. I mean, the reality is, if you're just going to base it, not firing him off of this one win, okay, but I think you need to look at the entire body of work, and that's the tough thing. When you look at Matt Nagy's entire body of work, he's got a decent win-loss record. Like, I know it's gone in the wrong direction since he's gotten there, and maybe he's to blame for that. There's a lot of things I can blame for that. <laughs> All right.
0: That's funny. Uh, hey, listen, it, it, it's interesting because the 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 conundrum is waiting versus jumping on it, knowing that you could be the next Urban Meyer, you could be the next Nagy, you could be you could be one of these guys that doesn't get a a real substantial amount of time to to make something happen to make it work, or you could actually. Find yourself in a position where it could work out, and I think that the the problem that coaches will face is that you do have to move on it. If if a team comes your way and says, "Look, we want to hire you, we want to try to get this done now," you have to move on it. You can't. It, it's almost I, I, I would I would say what what coaches out there that would be available would actually have the mindset of saying, eh, "Let me let me hold off and wait, and let me see how many other teams." might want to offer me uh, a gig. Let, let's let just see what the landscape is going to be. I think that when you get hit with the opportunity and you get that call, you got to take it. And, and it could be a jacked-up situation. It could be Jacksonville. But you're doing it for the money then. Yeah, you're, uh,
2: you're, you're basically saying, I need the payday. I, I
0: don't even payday. know if it's – I mean, I'm certain the money would play a part in it, but I think it's more the opportunity as well. You know, it's it's like I'm going to take the opportunity because even if I fail in this opportunity of being the head coach of this this crappy team, I still had the opportunity to try and make it better than what it was before because ultimately coaches are looking at it from the standpoint of everybody thinks that this is a crap organization or crap team anyway. So if I go in here and I can do halfway decent, somewhat decent, for one, I put head coach on my resume as an as a NFL coach. Two, I made some good money while I was doing it, and three, we all know that somebody's going to hire you on their staff somewhere else as a defensive coordinator, as an offensive coordinator, as as an analyst. They're going to hi- they're going to hire you. You're going to get retreads all over the place. But then you get a situation
1: like Cam Cameron or Steve Wilkes where the situation's bad enough. Those guys are never, ever going to get an opportunity again. Steve Wilkes, right or wrong, fair or not, is never going to get an opportunity to be a head coach again.
2: By the way, I I think it's an unrealistic scenario what you're saying only because I'm not saying that as a candidate you're not going to take that interview. But the job's not going to be offered right now. It's not going to be offered in the next two weeks. If you're starting your search now, you're doing it to give yourself more time, and so that you can bring in, I would imagine, a list of candidates. I mean, you still have to fulfill the Rooney Rule anyway, and then you have to move on after that to find the right coach. So I, I don't know that you're all of a sudden making a quick decision because what real jump does that give you? Again, yeah. you're talking about two weeks between now and the end of the season for other teams that are going to be in the same boat that you're competing with. So I, I, I just, I, I think a lot of these, a lot of these like, job openings. You know, if, if you want to do it two weeks early, great. But I, I don't know that that really changes th- or, or makes a difference in who you're going to end up with the head coach. I, I really don't.
0: I don't think it makes a difference because they probably already know who their head coach is going to be before they even get to the interview. Or, right? or a list, a small list of guys that they're oh, no, they in. Well, they're going to have a list because they may not get the guy that they want, but they know who they want. They already know who they want. Like Rooney Rule, all that, other, yeah, that's fine. Semantics they know who they want. so so the two weeks doesn't matter outside of are we going to get the guy that we want? I, I would say the only the only people that that it does truly matter to and and it shouldn't matter to the organization because it matters to them is the fan base and it's because you're always constantly when you're I, I saw this firsthand. when your team sucks as bad as it like some of these teams suck like Pitt, the, the Washington football team sucked. You had to start selling hope even before the season was over for the next season, to win that off season, whatever it may have been. When you suck that bad, you got to do things that appease your fan base, and whatever that may be, you're going to do it. Whether it's going after a high profile, uh, a free agent, whatever it may be, as you get into to the end of the season and going into that off season these organizations have to figure out how are we going to continue to sell hope in and, and otherwise you know kind of interpret it hopeless situation
1: you know it's weird about the whole. You already know who your guy is, which which I buy into. I think there's teams out there that have identified. or this is the one that's going to make their sense. Dream guy, and, not- and and also if you if your GM is still going to stay in place, like the Bears, it, it's Ryan Pace could be in trouble as, as well too. That's been out there, so it could be a wholesale change. But like in his, in, hair's
2: not, I
0: mean,
1: yeah, his hair looks Yeah, great, great hair, <laughs> uh, unbelievable <laughs> hair. Um, was it like uh, contour? Is that the old uh, the old hairspray that he uses? That or is it just I think, go- I
2: think he uses Maiden Tail to wash it that's a good point it's it's, Mm. i mean i'm just saying is that isn't that that horse shampoo
1: yeah that that's yeah. a good point. Um, he's oh,
2: got that beautiful oily coat to it. He
1: does, uh, definitely does. But like with with the the bear, like Jacksonville, Trent Baalke is going to stay put, and he's going to have a you know communication with. Man, that dude's uh, a survivor. He is uh, definitely. Gotta, he is, man. You got to wonder how he's able to pull that off all the time. You know, it's it's almost I like mean, uh, you know. look
2: at the track record back to back to the Forty
1: It's <laughs> Unbelievable. But with with like the the coaching search. Like, Mike Tomlin, he was a Rooney Rule interview. They weren't thinking about hiring Mike Tomlin. Like, he, they, they brought him in because they needed to, you know, dot the I's and cross the T's. Sean McVay
0: wasn't— I don't think everything plays out by the book. You know what but, I mean? Like, you could say, well, the Rooney Rule doesn't do what it's supposed to do. I mean, there can be exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, you got to believe— when somebody like if you don't think for 2 seconds the Steelers had an idea who they wanted their coach to be who this is who we want this is the coach we want however it it ended up whatever whoever ended up getting the interviews or who got hired or whatever i i mean i don't know but i'm just telling you these these teams know who they want so if somebody comes in and they wow someone and they they create an opportunity for themselves I'm not saying that that's not a possibility to happen. I mean, things can happen. You know, you get that opportunity, you take advantage of it. But I'm just saying, it's it's highly unlikely. If the guy that the candidate that's available that they want, they already know who the person is. They're already generally familiar with them, or their reputation is so sky high, they're so hot right now that you want that. This is what I want. This is who I want. Look at what Arizona did. This is who I want. <laughs> That's what the Rams did. Yeah. This is who I want. You know, it's what Green Bay did. So I mean, but but generally speaking, you know there is the opportunity that's why you do interviews
1: it's uh, two pros and a cup of joe Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Discover if you're a valued customer you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year Discover exceptionally common sense learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply coming up next uh, we now have uh, more information on a very curious move that was made in the world of football uh, very recently in the last 20 20- 24 to 48 hours interesting stuff here because somebody feels like they got burned we'll get into that for you next year on Batman. be sure to catch live editions of two pros and a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app come on berno let's go berno
2: Ma de eh? Young man, em,
1: <laughs>
2: it's a very catchy song. Oh man,
1: yeah. I want to uh...
0: <laughs> interesting.
1: Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. here on FSR. You can hang out with us on the iHeart Radio app. Uh, we are going to get to a uh, a story. Uh, some details have now come out, uh, and uh, a lot of money was lost. A lot of money was gained. Uh, but now uh, we got some bad bud, bad blood. Excuse me. Potentially brewing. We will get to that here want to let you know it can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go and you think of calling for a ride home. Now what's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone, drive sober, or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. So I don't know if anybody's noticed, but um, a lot of bowl games aren't happening. Uh, there's uh, you know guys opting out, we got uh, COVID issues, we got teams canceling, we got teams that are actually in the actual city that the bowl game is being played in, and uh, the other team decides they don't want to play uh the latest one is the arizona bowl the uh, barstool sports uh bowl which is now uh, yeah which is now off because Are they, they're not uh, trying
2: to find a replacement
1: well uh dave portnoy uh the uh founder of barstool said the game is canceled uh he said um you know you it, know what that
2: it, means yeah they got an insurance policy like they're, <laughs> they're, they're not going to lose any money on that they bought they were smart and they bought insurance for it because that that's how all this operates right now. Like if you think about how last off you know, last season went with sports, if you have a bowl game and you don't have some sort of insurance policy to cover your losses in the event that COVID rears its 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 you know ugly head, then you're just bad at business. But that's what that means. Some of these other bowl games where you see like them trying to fill out those teams. There's a lot more to that story. There's a reason why they want to try to set something up to put on some sort of game and some sort of exhibition.
1: Uh, Central Michigan, um, and this was after Boise State um, had some COVID issues, uh, and uh, they decided to uh, not want to partake in the game. So Central Michigan, uh, instead of looking for an opponent, they took the opportunity to go play uh, in the Sun Bowl, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, uh, and uh, one of the uh, reports out from Ross Dellinger is that the uh, Sun Bowl is televised on CBS with a payout of $4.55 The Arizona Barstool bowl, uh, bowl is streamed on YouTube with a payout of 350000 So, Oh,
0: there you go. Yeah.
1: A little <laughs> difference between the two. <laughs> it all comes down to money. I mean, it just, the, the whole thing sucks because... I understand people are concerned about COVID and they, they feel the way they feel about it. And and that's a whole nother conversation, whether, you know, the severity of it. And I mean, now the CDC is saying, well, you know, you don't need to quarantine for that long. It's now half the time. It just feels like we keep lowering the bar and we're starting to do it in sports. But we're moving the goalposts. Yeah, yeah. it's it. I feel bad for the guys who aren't going to get an opportunity to play ever again. This is right. it. And that's a majority of these guys who aren't going to be NFL players. They're not going to be playing in the CFL, the XFL. This is it for them. They're going to go pursue whatever it is that they they majored in in college, and they're going to you know live a different life. This is it for them. Like This is it. Last year was a disaster for so many people involved. Some guys probably opted to come back and want to be a part of it because they said, I don't want to go out like that. And yet here we are again, like bowl games are getting canceled when it feels like there's solutions that could be made and and solutions that could be figured out here and nobody's willing to do it. They're just like, eh, it's too easy to bail. So we're just going to bail and pull that, pull that angle on this. It sucks. I feel bad for those guys. Well,
2: I'm a hundred percent with you though, because, because the reality is like we lose sight a little bit of that and I know it doesn't seem significant to everyone on the outside, but they also don't understand all the hard work and effort and sweat, sweat and sacrifices these guys have put in to want to have one last chance to do it before they move on to whatever that next step is. And so that is the unfortunate reality of it. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't go back to my hometown that often, but when I do and I see guys i played with, you kind of you take for granted how much the game meant to them. And that was at a high school level and talking about like things that I, I can't even remember, either because of concussions or just because I had other experiences <laughs> after that, right? Like, I, I don't know. But my whole point is just you kind of forget and take for granted like what it means to those people. And I said this last year in regards to any level of it. You know, at some point, you got to let these young men decide for themselves. Stop making decisions for them. No different than right now, like, Make decisions for yourself. Take the information you have. Make it for yourself. Stop letting other people tell you what to do. It, it's just—it's gotten to a, a, such an odd point in our lives and in our time, too, where we just let everyone dictate what we do like a bunch of sheep. I, I'm not trying to get it, like, into the political realm of things. I'm just saying like with all this stuff, the, like, these bowl games get canceled and they immediately come out, change the CDC guidelines. I don't know if we would have an impact on, on some of these teams or not. It seems like it, it may have. I, I don't know. But I do feel for a lot of these athletes who will never get to play football again. We forget, like, what, 2%, 1% end up moving on to play professionally from college? I mean, it's just it's crazy to think how, how this season went on without a hitch. And we get to this point, we just slam the brakes on, and everything starts to fall apart.
0: That's where it gets kind of interesting, is you made it through the season. And now all of a sudden, right. it's like, let's panic. Like, let's hit the panic button. With more
1: time to get ready for a game than you had all season long.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I think another thing that has to be taken into consideration is COVID's impacting what's going on right now. But it's also impacted the entirety of, of college athletics altogether. Because you're talking about classes of kids that are going to get displaced that are done playing since last year. I mean, if you think about it, and those who are wondering what I'm saying – when that COVID year hit last year the way that it did and it gave people the opportunity to come back for an extra year, an extra season at, at the level, at the amount of of people that that were able to do it, it created a log jam. The transfer portal has costed high school kids scholarship opportunities. I've, I've been directly hit by it for, with some of my kids. They, they were weighing out where they wanted to go, waiting last minute to make decisions, and they lost out on getting a scholarship because they took somebody from the portal. It, it, you know, it's just such it's terrible. Well, the, it, again, it's, it's the idea of the games aren't being played. They're being canceled. And to some, it's like, ah, oh, it's a singular game. doesn't matter that much, this, that, and the other. But you're talking about guys that now aren't getting that opportunity to play those last games that they will ever play. They will be displaced for good like you'll try to play in Canadian League, you'll try to go to Arena League, you'll try to go to startup leagues, you will be chasing your dream of playing football competitively for a really long time after this ends. And you didn't get that last that last I mean I like to call it a fix. You didn't get that last fix. But then now you're talking about again the the ripple down effect of everything that has been impacted by COVID. The ripple down effect is you have kids that aren't even going to play college ball at all, you know, or they may go to a smaller school than what they would have maybe originally been anticipating or had the opportunity to go to just because of everything that has been disrupted in the flow of outgoing and ingo- uh, incoming talent as it applies to college ball. So it's pretty sad. Uh, and, and I, I want just at the high school level, Like how many guys
1: had an opportunity or players, athletes in general, had an opportunity to go get a D1 scholarship and their senior season got wiped out, wiped out, ravaged. And now they're looking at going the JUCO route. They're looking yeah. at going to a, 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 a fortune if they're lucky enough from there. Go to a D two school. I just that's I just pros wanna, too though. Yeah, that's like not just going to college. It's that's every pros. every level. Yeah. I just think people's trajectory got completely butchered because there was a panic that was set in. Uh, I mean, look, we saw the Pac twelve. I mean, was a disaster the way they handled it. If you think I mean, if it was handled that oh, way, the, the Big Pac-10, Twelve,
0: it was a disaster with the Big Twelve. I, I, yeah, you, you, I mean, you
1: had Justin Fields and guys. You know, uh, you know, marching to try and get, get a season. Just the whole thing's bizarre, and it just feels like there's an element of that that still is is lasting. Dave and with was bowl sitting games. on
0: my couch. Oway was sitting on my couch, and they're getting the call like, "Man, like we're going to do it. Like we're gonna we're gonna play a game next week. <laughs> like they're sitting on my here in <laughs> California, <laughs> right? That, like we got to go like tomorrow. <laughs> That's how their season started." And people will sit there and say, "Oh, Franklin and all these guys—they don't know how to play—or da da—they can't coach this, that, and the other." Dudes were sitting on couches; they got called in to come play, and they were sitting on like they didn't even think they were going to have a season. Now all of a sudden, you have a season. You know, it's it's interesting, man. And then, you know, people get judged like Micah sat out last year. Micah was on the couch, too. (laughs) right. So (laughs) they get judged for sitting out. But then you sit there and you say, well, I I asked him, you know, what is your reasoning? And was like, listen, I can't put my best foot forward under these circumstances. I can I can do more damage for all the people that will say I've done damage to my reputation and and to what my resume is by opting out. I'll probably do more damage because I'm not sure what my physical is going to be. I'm not sure what my teammate's physical is going to be. So imagine if Micah had played in that Penn State season last year. You know what I mean? Like the opt-in, opt-out year. Like imagine if he had played in that season. You know, who knows? Like he probably doesn't have as good a season as he would have supposedly was supposed to have. And now he goes from being a a number one, a first-round draft pick, top 10, top 15 draft pick to maybe he slides. You know, you don't know. But now all of these different elements are in play that you have to entertain that you really never really had to think about before. And, and I just think that it takes away the innocence of amateurism, you know, because all of these decisions that are being made, as Brady said earlier, and you've made mention of it too, Jonas, it just takes away the opportunity and the ability for these young men. We teach these young athletes to find ways to problem solve, and they'll have to problem solve this as well, that'll, that'll apply in life. But as it applies to certain things, there's some things that they just shouldn't have to worry about at this stage of where they are in their lives. And it's just sad that they, they are facing uncertainties that they have no control over. And the powers that be determine and dictate what, what it is and what it's going to be and what it's not. It's kind of sad. And, and they're the ones assuming the risk. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone's yeah. telling them how, how yeah. to it's yeah. just yeah the whole yeah.
1: thing's the whole thing's bizarre and I, I just I feel bad for him a lot a lot of guys missing out an opportunity um you know it plus now are they still gonna get the swag bags are they still gonna get stuff? they
2: keep the swag bag yeah. okay good they, they don't give that back there's no give backs so, I mean they probably should um but they'll, they'll keep it for sure I yeah. would why not yeah. screw
1: them sling it online make a little <laughs> bit of coin uh, all right it's uh two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio <laughs> i'm just saying uh all right so how there is give it to the
0: family members
1: yeah for a price oh wow. I mean, no, i'm just saying like you know you, you, you want blooded, i'm just bro. saying for a price i mean how, how bad do you want it uh all right up next there is another rumor out there of a potential coaching change in the nfl and they know all about it we'll get into that for you right here on fsr be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m.
0: Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to The Rice right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two
1: Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Good good for Cam Newton get
0: down on it get down on it all come right, on now
1: uh, coming up top of next hour uh we have got um you know somebody on this show who was thrown into uh you know the conversation during a monday night football game last night you know get into the uh the juicy details and information surrounding all that I'll get
0: your back up off the wall <laughs> by the way Cam uh, might not be winning in football yeah But he ain't losing in life, I'll tell you (laughs) that. He's doing all right. (laughs) His
1: eyes work, Uh, that's for sure. I'm
0: no dud, too.
1: Yeah. Um, Mm. All right. Uh, We are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. No one does sports like Vegas, and the excitement is endless, so make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. So the – There's been uh, coaching rumors and uh, some stuff swirling about uh, what's going to happen in Denver uh, with the uh, Broncos. Uh, Obviously, uh, the quarterback situation there, Teddy Bridgewater is out with a concussion. Uh, Drew Locke is in, but it feels like, uh, you know, maybe not going where they want to go with uh, either of those guys at quarterback there. Uh, Vic Fangio, the head coach, uh, there's been some discussion about whether or not he'll be retained. uh, And Vic Fangio spoke with the media yesterday about his job status
2: ever worry about your uh, job status? I don't. And uh, I know you think that's a uh, standard answer, but for a lot of reasons,
0: I, I do not worry about it. And uh, those reasons are personal to me. But do I acknowledge that it's certainly out there and could happen? Absolutely. But do I worry about it? I absolutely do not worry about it for many, many reasons.
1: So there he is, the uh, Broncos head coach, uh, unconcerned about his uh, his coaching status uh, as they uh, move forward there. Uh, Brady Quinn, your, your former team, the Denver Broncos.
2: Can I just say this? I, like, I understand the lack of success since Vic Fangio has been there as far as wins and losses. And I'm not, I'm not trying to play horseshoes with everyone and say, like, close counts in the NFL. It, it doesn't. But I would say this. If they fix the offense, this team's a good football team. Yeah. Like, they're a playoff team. And they should have never gotten rid of Risk Scangarello. I think that was one of their first mistakes. Pat Shermer has been awful. I mean, he's been awful. He's running an old-school West Coast offense that worked back when dudes were playing cover three, sitting eight to ten yards off the ball, not rerouting, not having any sort of variations, where the 49ers and Bill Walsh absolutely mollywhopped everyone at the West Coast. That, that's, it feels like that's the system he's running. Like, the game has changed, and for whatever reason, he doesn't want to adapt to it. Now, I understand it's tough when, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's in there, then, you know, now he's not. You got Drew Locke, different quarterback. I get all of that. You know, that you missed some pieces, too, on offense, whether it was last year or this year. Like, I understand that. But it is like an old-fashioned, historic offense that just doesn't work in today's NFL. I mean, for the love of God, open it up, throw it (laughs) downfield, run some more RPOs, do some stuff that we're seeing actually works in the NFL. I don't care if you have to, like, in preparation for your next game, watch everyone else's offense but yours. But, like, it's so frustrating to watch a team that has as talented of a roster, especially at the skill position, by the way, as they do and underachieve. And that doesn't have anything to do with Vic Fangio. Because in my opinion, the defense, it does its job enough or more often than not to win football games. It's the offense that doesn't. And the one common denominator is the play calling. It is atrocious. And I have no idea how that doesn't get put on the chopping block first as opposed to Vic Fangio, who's you know, a defensive-minded guy who they've drafted well, they've developed well. They've, they've defensively kept their, their team in games. It's just offensively, and whether or not you want to say it's the quarterback, okay, go find another quarterback. But I don't care who's playing this West Coast offense that he's running is not going to work. They they got to find a different play caller, or Pat Sherman's going to make some big time adjustments.
0: The interesting thing about it is, is Peyton Manning is really the only catalyst to a quarterback equating to success in recent years for the Denver Broncos. And I mean, they I mean, were loaded. Jay,
2: Jay had success before that. I, I I mean, that thing just went sideways when him and Josh McDaniels didn't get along.
0: Yeah, I I, I just think it was a. It, I mean, how much success was it? You know what I mean? Was, like, it, I
2: mean, it was early in his career. I get that.
0: I and and listen, I I think Jake the Snake was was pretty dope. I mean, I was gonna say he would be the next one. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that there were some guys that did pretty good, but. Not to the level of Peyton Manning. And and, and the only point, I'm, I'm the reason why I'm pointing it out is, play callers or not, if you don't have that franchise guy that can be transformative to your, your organization in that manner or he's not being used in that manner, then it doesn't matter. And I think that that's the biggest, that's kind of like the biggest concern for, for Elway and the rest of these guys is, where are you going to go in terms of how you handle your quarterback's situation? Because, again, we mentioned the defense is pretty competitive. On offense, you have some pieces in place. You know, you got a running back. You you got a backfield. You, you got some pieces in play. But do you have, like, do you have your quarterback? And I would say no. I don't think they have their quarterback. Uh, maybe – Maybe you feel differently, Brady. Maybe you guys no, feel don't. different. I don't, don't feel they have that, and and until you have that in this new, this new NFL, name me a quarterback that doesn't have a. Uh, name me a team that doesn't have a dope ass quarterback. That's that's in the mix, or at least a guy they think is going to be the future at the position. And name I, one team don't. that There's, has a quarterback that isn't a dope-ass quarterback and their team is in the mix right now.
1: They're not. And I also wonder, Teddy Bridgewater felt like a Shoot, we we didn't get Aaron Rodgers. All right, so let's uh, we got to start making some moves and uh, and let's uh, all right. So we'll go out, we'll make a move, and we'll bring in Teddy Bridgewater. And it's like, all right, that that was nice and all, but still, you're lacking at the position, especially in that division. By far and away, the worst quarterback in that division. It belongs oh, to the, the Denver ga- Broncos. The
2: gap is gigantic. And
1: and Fangio waited twenty years, and this is why I I hope he gets an opportunity with a legit quarterback and whatever the way that comes, draft, uh, trade, whatever. That guy waited 20 years to get an opportunity, to get a sniff, to even interview for a job. He finally gets his gig. That side of the ball is solid. But the quarterback and the offense, and, and it's just been a struggle. And, and so this we're supposed stage, to feel bad for him? Well, yeah. I mean, come on, man. Long. I,
2: I, mean, I, I do. Shaft. You know how many Dude, people wait that close, long for jobs, man? Look how many close games they've lost. It's not even like the fact they've lost games. Look at the manner in which they've lost games. It's been kicking issues. It's been like last-second things. I mean, look throughout his tenure. Yeah. I, I, seriously, he's lost more close games than anyone.
1: You know what this is? Lavar's got this Italian uh, arrogance now because his chicken parm was off the chain It the was other really night. good. So now he's taking it out on fans. It Fangio. was really good.
0: How dare
1: you. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.